Are you wound too tight to give and receive agape love? On this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll be discussing the depths of love, five areas to address when defining your rebirth, and eight steps to practice manifestation. So it's about that time for this grind to become official right now. Happy holidays, family, and welcome to The Grind to Find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high-achieving women find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. It is so amazing to be with you guys tonight. You know how I love the word amazing, but I'm super excited because, A, this grind is going to be serious tonight. This conversation is one that I'm super excited to have and that's because um man it's meaty I'm gonna tell you right now it's a lot going on in this but hey I owe you that I owe you that the last couple ones I think they had some substance to them but they've been a little bit shorter than what I'm used to but tonight I'm kicking the door in like the upper room and I'm coming for you in this episode so I'm excited to share this information with you but before I do that as always if you haven't already, log on to thegrinddefined.com, click on feed, and there you can follow me. I'm on all major platforms. Just make sure you hit that notification bell so that you are updated when I upload. And that's for that plain tea. But listen, you extra folk out there who want some extra, like the ones who are going in the stores shopping with all those crowds and all of that, instead of sitting at home in your jammies online and just having people ship it to you with the shipping deals, you guys like extra. You are definitely <laughs> going to want to join the list because since you like extra, you'll get extra when you join the list, like the behind the scenes, excuse me, a little tongue tied tonight, like the behind the scenes stuff going on with TGD, much to come up in 2022 and you'll be able to be uh in the know with all of that you'll be abreast of everything that's going on before it happens so for plain tea go ahead and hit that feed but if you want some tea with something extra in it because you like extra anyway like being out in all those crowds then you're definitely going to want to join the list and i must mention that the grind to find is sponsored by tarolamichelle.com where you get curated programs and services to craft the spiritual mindset foundation you need to lead your movements and not be led by your movements. So, hey, it's time to own your divine design. And you can do that by logging on to terrellandmichelle.com for more information and to schedule your Get Acquainted session today. Now, I have to say, because I love y'all like that, I had a program. Um, it's been a couple months back that I did. I put out there and I didn't know how it would be received. I really loved doing the work, but some ladies joined. It happened to be one of the most phenomenal experiences for me and the feedback from them was great. But I say for me because I am fed when others are fed by what I do. And I mean, the work that we did within this program was just outstanding. It, it I learned a lot from the ladies in there. They learned a lot from me. And because of that experience, because of the feedback, I decided to bring that program back and make it so that it would be available with special pricing around the holiday season, all, all around 
during the holiday season because I am dedicated to playing my part in ensuring that if you're out there and you're listening, if you're within the sound of my voice and you crave getting control of your spiritual mindset, stopping that reel from playing in your mind, stop stopping yourself from uh, being riddled by fear, the judgment, just everything that's stopping you from realizing who you are, the greater version of yourself. If you're having problems connecting to your vision, knowing what your divine design is, owning that divine design, well, I have something for you and the pricing for this program is amazing. I'm very proud of it, very excited. I'll work together with some folks to make sure that it's going to be an amazing experience. So if you want to learn more about that, thegrinddefined.com. If you click on 2022 up at the top of the uh, screen, it says uh, the 2022 Mindset Foundation Reset. If you click on that, you'll be able to get straight to the page and get the information. If you have any questions, as always, email me, connect at thegrinddefined.com. And not only for that, if you have questions, comments, show requests, if you want to submit, if you're an indie recording artist and you want to submit your music, um, if you're a spoken word artist, you want to submit your art, by all means, connect at thegrinddefined.com. You can definitely do that there. All right. All right. Now I have to say, (laughs) I have to say that the Love Radio Network, because as you guys know, if you listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always talking about how thegrinddefined.com was picked up by Love Radio Network. Over on Love Radio Network, we have some wonderful things going on. Um, I talked about the last episode the extending that we're going to be doing with the grind to find in 2022 so that's going to be super dope it's going to be really cool and what i wanted to do something that i hadn't mentioned before was there are so many amazing black businesses out there people who are doing amazing things around the community within the community and you know listen now is the time for that because there's so much that's going on that is heavy and thick for people. We need to know more about those out there who are doing their part to lighten the load. So I wanna hear from you. If you know of someone that other people need to hear about because of the good works that they're doing, but not just to pat them on the back, which is which is good. I, I feel like acknowledgement is always important, acknowledging when the folks in our community are taking those extra steps to make a difference, but also too, in acknowledging we're making these wonderful souls accessible to more folks so there can be collaborations and we can continue to expand upon um, the, the great things that so many of us are doing collectively within the community. I want to hear about them. I want to know about them. So if you know of someone that you think that other people should know about, shoot me an email, connect at thegrinddefined.com and let me know who this person is so that we can connect here at TGD Studios and make something happen. Make sure that they can uh, come on to the platform and we can make sure that as many people as I possibly can knows who they are. All right. So the conversation tonight is one that is going to have some different layers. It's going to be a lot of information here, but thank goodness for the power of replay. (laughs) So you'll be able to revisit this information if by chance you decide to take advantage of any of my programs if when you listen you see that there's um i have a lot of thought-provoking content because a lot of what i teach and what i do as a professional coach 
yeah, it, it has some depth to it. But, you know, we're able to connect to our greatness when we go way beyond the super, the, excuse me, the superficial. I told you my tongue is tied tonight. <laughs> my mind is going a million miles a minute. So you guys are just going to have to deal with me. All right. So I say all that to say that I'm really excited to see what the feedback is on this episode because that feedback listen for those of you who are are in the inbox I appreciate it the conversations are food for my soul they really are the feedback is where the magic happens because then it gives me a better gauge on what people are looking for, what matters, the areas in which you're looking to refine yourself within so that you have, uh, you're better armed to define your grind on your own terms. So that's what tonight is going to be all about. So without further ado, coming up next is going to be the Spoken Spotlight. Then after that, we're going to glide right into beginning the conversation, segment one of tonight's episode, Love Without Limits. Keep it locked. You do not want to go anywhere. Spoken Who knew he would become a thief and steal my ability to know where my heart belonged? His wisdom was like the perfect song composed to detail complexities, melodically making them plain. Even before the lyrics of his song dropped, I knew there was trouble on the horizon. What began as curiosity, intrigue, and guidance soon became an energy of seismic proportions, his every word reverberating through the cells and molecules of my being, sending endorphins racing to the most sensitive parts of me. Until I had no choice but to withdraw. You would think I saw the writing on the wall early on, but how could I? He wanted or asked nothing of me. In fact, I'm certain all he could see was the light of our Heavenly Father in me. So how could this be? that I've fallen in love with him. Love before he and I eventually led to the richest, most decadent cream running down my thighs. As the sting of salt and rich sweat burned my eyes, only to realize a few miscalculations I'd made as I laid there crafting my exit speech. With him, love, it can't be since he's never touched or even entertained anything beyond my God identity. What's even more funny is the sensual ecstasy we exchange while matching wits, leaving every moment as the perfect foundation for others that follow. Each word he shares sits in the pit of my stomach. And after every encounter, I'm left salivating, taking massive swallows to clear a space for parting words. I don't want him in the bed in my bedroom, for the bed he's made and laid me in countless times before is at the center of my mind. Even better than any time a man has taken me from front, back, side, and behind. His love has never lost connection with my eyes, has never explored my thighs, never pricked at my nipples nor pearl. I'm much more to him than what I could be physically in his world. So how do I define and respond to this passion that overrides all logic? I don't want him romantically. Still, I need to know how to process this energy that I cannot contain or disrupt I don't want to corrupt what we have. It's a value far greater than my heart's confusion. I pray this love that is deeper than I've ever dreamed possible proves to be just an illusion. So on the piece you just heard entitled Elusive Love, the woman is dealing with confusion when she experiences a deep 
sensual, overwhelming love that isn't physical and has no contingencies. It's a personal, intimate kind of love beyond familial or just an acquaintance, but it's so different that it's foreign and she couldn't classify it. So this made that feeling, that type of love, something that was hard for her to accept and to process. And so the love of God can sometimes feel that way. When we think about what the Bible describes as God's love, sometimes it's hard, especially when we're in the trenches, for us to imagine the full scope and the depth of what God's love would be like. You know, I started off talking about uh, Vessel versus Pipeline for this month. And in the last episode, I talked about the difference between a vessel um, having a finite capacity to be able to hold uh, the word of God, God within you, love in itself, a pipeline versus a pipeline being just wide open and just flowing meaning that you're able to take in and at the same time filter what you need and then put back out into the atmosphere um, without any boundaries. God's love, God's word, your identity with yourself, all of that, put it back out without stopping, without ceasing. So this conversation is taking that mindset, that approach just a little bit deeper. And in this conversation, I want to identify our ability to love deeply. Now, many of us have heard about agape love. You know, if you've heard about agape love or you're familiar with agape love, then you know that when people reference agape love or most of reference agape love are referring to in the Bible, John 3, chapter 16, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. So in the Bible that's referencing when God sacrificed his son for all of mankind. So think about the love that one must have to have their only son and to give that son up for a whole bunch of folk that are but mere relatives to his one and only. So so think about the type of love that God would have to have for us. It's the most pure love that there is. It's uh, selfless. It's selfless and it's thinking about how that one act will cover all that are definitely going to fall short. But when they do fall short because of that sacrifice, then they would have a way back as long as they are able or willing, I wouldn't say able, but are willing to do the work to believe. So John 3, 6 through 8 reads as follows. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Now, what that those passages are telling you, and, oh, and as I mentioned before, just for reference, that's uh, this is from the book of uh, John NIV, the version. What that passage is saying to everyone is that when we're living in spirit, we're bound by nothing. The flesh can only go so far, but when you're living in spirit, there are no limitations 
to how far you can go, how deep you can go, how high God will take you. And so when we think about agape love, in order for us to be able to achieve this in this flesh, then we have to be intentional about expanding our capacity to not only give, but to receive God's love. Because when you're giving agape love, when you're expelling that energy from that love out into the atmosphere, that love would have to be with the depth, the same depth of the love that God had when he sacrificed his only son for mankind. And so in order for us to be able to do that, we would have to be reborn. And in order for us to be reborn within this body, we would have to ready our heart for the work because our heart is what keeps us bound to the way we feel within this flesh and it keeps us from moving forward. So when we're aware of that and we don't allow our heart and the emotions associated with the things that we go through to keep us bound to our physical responses, then that at least gives us a space to work from, a foundation from which we can build to strengthen ourselves and to grow stronger within so that we can get to a space of having, not only having that agape love, giving, but being able to receive. So there are five areas that I have to address when defining your rebirth. Now, keep in mind that this is not like an all-inclusive list. There's so much more that each one of us can do. But what I did is compiled a list of some areas that I believe are definitely worth looking into first and foremost to ready your heart to be able to accommodate what you want to achieve spiritually when it comes to rebirth. So let's go ahead and get right into the list. So the five areas to address when defining your rebirth are number one, self-acceptance, number two, intentional introspection time, number three, forgiveness, number four, fear check, check your fear, and number five, manifestation practice. So let's go ahead and break these down. Now, for self-acceptance, in order for you to be able to become agape love, you have to have that love within yourself first. And to have that love within yourself first, what you're doing is loving yourself the exact same way that God loves you, the exact same way that he loved his only son. And in order to do that, you have to have clarity on your God identity. That is who you are in God. Now, it's easy to say that we know who we are in God, but because we have those spaces um, without life where we waver in our faith, where we waver in our ability to be able to manifest, to become what it is that we desire, those things right there show a disconnect with God and our ability to know without certainty who we are in God. Now, I don't think that there's anyone on the face of the planet that has reached a space of perfection or self-actualization, if you will, when it comes to their God identity and acceptance, because there are the ebbs and flows that come with life. But all of these things that I'm mentioning here tonight have to become a part of a practice. And a part of that practice is being aware of the climate that you keep in your life around yourself. This goes to the music that you listen to. This goes to 
the people around you. If you have a lot of uh, negative Nicks and Nancys, couldn't think of any other name other than that, but (laughs) if you have a lot of people or even a select few people, depending on the relationships that you have with those people, for example, family members, people that you love, that, that, you know, their glasses tend to be half empty. Those things can impact your ability to be able to accept yourself, trust yourself and trust who you are to God. So it's important to have that practice of self-acceptance and consistently visit, revisit, revisit again who you are in God and exactly what that means. Now, number two, intentional introspection time. Now, you know what? I had to share with you three different scriptures that talk about the power and the necessity of introspection, that time where we take to go inward and tell ourselves some truths, but not only that, explore and um, become one with, become okay with our imperfections because we can't change anything that we don't acknowledge. So I want to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, where it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? This is so very important because reading, saying we know, but without actually testing ourselves in these areas, it could be a huge mistake as far as moving forward. Introspection is important because it's that space within where there's no judgment. You're actually having the courage to take what you are and the areas in which you fall less, the areas in which you're not proud of, the areas in which you struggle. You're taking those and laying those at the feet of God. And in that time of introspection, prayer, and I would hope that there would be some meditation involved because meditation is extremely important. The ask is one thing with the prayer, but creating a space that you clean out free from noise, free from distraction, to actually receive what God's answer is, is a critical part of the journey. The next scripture I wanted to share was, so James chapter one, verse 22 through 24, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. This passage right here is hammering home how important it is to be in that space of introspection, but then to practically apply what you get when you're within that space. It is through the doing, it is through the work that we're able to break some of these bad habits and reset some of these mindsets that we have, these toxic reels that play over and over again in our mind. If you've listened to the grind to find. Um, I believe it is. Uh, let me see. And this is this is how you know my brain is full. <laughs> if you listen to the grind to find, there we go. Episodes three through seven. Then I talk about the negative reel in your mind. Identify exactly what some of those things are, and give you some tips and some tools on how to reset that reel within your mind. This is so very important because this is an ongoing work that we do throughout the course of our lives and understanding what it is that we're up against and having some tools within our mindset for our uh, mindset tool chest is very important in going through these. And then finally, Matthew chapter seven, verses three through five says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? 
How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This passage right here is letting you know how important it is to start with you first. We should always have a space within our life where we're looking inward first because when you're looking inward at yourself and doing that grit work that it takes, taking that grind on and taking the word of God with you, when we're looking at ourselves first, then it helps us to look at our brothers and sisters a whole lot differently. All of a sudden, the ruler by which we measured others, it seems to look a little bit differently when you have some notches on that ruler as well. So in all of these passages, uh, that is 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, James 1, verses 22, 22, excuse me, through 24, and Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5, all of those are hammering home how important it is for us to start with ourselves and to look deep within ourselves and to own our flaws. Understand that the flaws that we have are necessary in order for us to be able to reach the highest version of ourselves that we possibly can. Own those and do ourselves the, uh, give ourselves the gift, gift, if you will, excuse me, of doing that internal work so that not only we can elevate on the inside, that's gonna help us to love ourselves even more deeply, but even to be able to give the people around us who are just as imperfect as ourselves, because yes, we are imperfect first as well, to give them a little bit of latitude when we're going through life and dealing with a lot of the extra that can come with dealing with other people. Number three, forgiveness. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go with the talk about forgiveness again. Now, I will not belabor <laughs> the point of forgiveness because, hey, I know we hear it all a lot, but at the end of the day, uh, you guys may have heard an old uh, saying, charity begins at home. This is absolutely true. Charity begins at home when it comes to forgiveness. It has been my experience, and I'm not saying that this is 100% of the time, but in a lot of instances, when someone struggles with forgiveness, they also struggle with forgiving themselves. We are our own worst critic. And at the end of the day, we cannot give someone something that we don't have. When you're able to forgive yourself and you have those um, that work that you do with introspection, and you're able to own all of the ways in which you have hurt and fallen short with other people, rather intentionally or unintentionally, when you're able to own that, then it allows you to be able to see other people differently. When you own it for yourself, then you understand that your value as an individual is not diminished because you've made the wrong decisions, because you've reacted or been reactive in some ways you see things a whole lot differently when you're able to parallel your personal experience, the totality of who you are as a person and how you're not defined by falling short. You're able to see that same thing in other people and give them that grace. So if forgiveness is something that you're struggling with, I would say let charity begin at home. And if by all means you ever need support in anything that we talk about on The Grind to Find, I am always here for you. TerrellandMichelle.com. You can connect with me there or shoot me an email, connect at thegrinddefined.com. Number four, checking your fear. 
Fear check. This is so very important. My acronym for fear, falsehoods, emphasized and amplified by regret. Falsehoods, emphasized and amplified by regret. And that to me is the foundation, the crux of what fear is about. Fear is all about untruths that we've accepted about ourselves and in response form defense mechanisms around those accepted truths and carry those things around as mental blocks. They're like blockades up against us becoming the version of ourself that God created us to be. It's like you've unplugged and actually tapped out from truly standing in and owning your divine design and showing up living in your divine purpose. It's like you've laid those by the wayside because of the falsehoods that are emphasized and amplified by regret. Now, for those of you listening, saying that, "Mm, you know, yeah, I'm scared of some stuff. I have done some whack stuff in my day. And quite frankly, some of the things I've been accused of, yeah, they're true. Can't even lie. That was all me. That was me all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. That could be the case. But the falsehood is not necessarily referring to what you may or may not have done. The falsehood comes in where those areas that we're not proud of, we actually take and tax those to our souls. I must be this type of person. I must be someone that is not valuable, someone that is not redeemable. Maybe some of you out there don't feel as though you deserve forgiveness. Maybe some of you kind of like being on the outside of conformity, what's considered to be right and wrong. Some people like to straddle the line of what's considered um, taboo or moral for that for that fact. Sometimes being bad feels good. Y'all remember uh, <laughs> Vampire Brooklyn? Evil is good. And if you get you some evil, woo! You remember, I ain't gonna even go there with you. <laughs> but listen, sometimes, Not being upright is fun. Not being righteous is fun. But at the end of the day, those things start to weigh on us because we know who the best version of ourselves could be. Sometimes it's just the thought of actually being able to walk away from these habits and some of the things that we like. Sometimes it's just the thought of that that makes us check out and the fear of the unknown. I mean, if you just a freaking train wreck, at least you know what to expect. (laughs) But if we give up some of the things that are dysfunctional comforts, because yeah, there are a lot of dysfunction, dysfunctional things that feel great, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily things that are workable for us. Giving those things up, it's like, what am I gonna do now? What would I put in the place of those things? Can I really maintain what it is that will be on the other side of what I am. Those are all questions that come about when fear is into play. But at the end of the day, understand that those falsehoods that are emphasized and amplified by your regret, none of those things are the truth of who any of us are. We can all come up with some things that we've done that we can actually do without, that we would like to delete from our mind forever and ever (laughs) but without those things then we wouldn't have our testimonies that come when we actually overcome those things so they're necessary they're a necessary part of us 
getting to the different levels and phases of our greatness within our life. We can't have greatness without some things that are not so great. So actually, they are there to serve the greater good. It's just up to us to do the work so that when we're going into those crevices of our mind and we're thinking about different experiences that we've had, we can compile more things that we're proud of than things that we're not. And that's not going to be given to us. It's not going to be given to you. The work is how those things come about. So I just encourage you to go on that journey. And by all means, if you need support, I'm here for you. Number five, manifestation as a practice. What is manifestation? It's all about um, becoming what you desire while in the midst of everything you don't desire. (laughs) That's what it's all about. I'm going to take a, a pause right here for a second because I'm going to give you after the break eight steps to practice manifestation. You are not going to want to miss this. Keep it locked. Disruption swings in and out of our lives like a wrecking ball targeting each brick we've laid. It comes in the form of challenges at work, grief, a breakdown and discord with those we love and need the most in our life. It can look like self-doubt, self-judgment, anxiety, and even overwhelm. So we decompress and try to recenter, to connect to that which is greater within us, only to be met with distractions, distractions that create the illusion of being an escape, when in reality, they're just a delayed route back to where we left. Then again, We try to rededicate ourselves and to stay connected to our greater self, only to have the vicious cycle begin again. It's time to break the cycle and bloom. Tis the season to give the only gift that will never stop giving and grow with you over time. A fresh foundation for the spiritual mindset of someone you love or as a way to love on yourself from the inside out will position you for God's next level in your life. Your divine design awaits and your time is now. Log on to tarolandmichelle.com forward slash love my time to claim this exclusive limited time offer. Make the connection to your divine design and your divine assignment priority one. Happy holidays from tarolandmichelle.com. All right, so to manifest plainly just means that you're intent you intentionally think about all right so welcome back now to manifest plainly it just means that you intentionally think act and live in a way that ultimately leads to what you want these eight steps that i am about to give you to practicing manifestation can be used to manifest anything but you know sometimes you hear the word to manifest manifestation as though it's a you know it's like a buzzword and a lot of people are familiar with the law of attraction but maybe some of you who are not if you're familiar with the law of attraction and you never actually read it and you don't know the steps um, or some things that you can do then here's just a, a an overview a high level overview of eight steps that you could start to work on right now to help you to manifest or practice manifesting what you desire in your life and and in this context what you desire that's in alignment with God because the whole point in what I do as a spiritual mindset coach is to help people to think about who they are more deeply as a brother or sister in Christ and so that's what these eight steps for manifestation within this context are here to help you do so number one you have to be crystal clear about what you want 
Clarity is everything. And, and I don't mean just blanket. Um, for example, I want to own a home. And I have to say this. I would love if someone is out there within the sound of my voice is listening to this. I would love it if you thought of manifestation more so about the person within and not necessarily physical things. Because when we align with who God created us to be, the physical things within this world are a given. When we're growing in God and we're being of service to others within this world, then the reward, reaping the rewards of that is to is uh, that we're taking care of in this physical world. So I'm just going to use this as an example, but I can't stress enough that have that law of attraction for yourself, your practice of manifestation be about you becoming one that is full of and exudes that agape love because of the work that you've done within to connect with God uh, within that that depth of being and to be able to accept yourself in that same way so that you put that out into the atmosphere. So anyway, off the soapbox I go. Number one, be crystal clear about what you want and with specificity. If there's a goal that you're trying to achieve, just saying you want it is not enough to take the time and this can take some time uh, it could be weeks it could be months it, it could it could evolve as you go through the process the different steps that would be necessary to go from point a where you are to maybe it could be point f that i wouldn't know but anyway you have to be able to commit with specificity to creating a clarity around what you want so that you can start to design the space within your life to actually make that attainable. Number two, figure out how and what you want makes you feel. When we're emotionally connected to something, there's an investment that we're making in that something. Think about how emotion has propelled you forth in your life when it comes to different things. Emotion can propel you for, uh, forward when it comes to revenge. <laughs> it can propel you forward when you're uh, talking about love or infatuation. It can propel you forward when we talk about uh, goals in terms of uh, career, um, different status that we that we may want. When emotion is connected to something, heck, even things like shopping. Come on now. You know, you see a certain makeup palette and honey, you just all in your feelings. You like got to have it. Listen, I'm not going to even get on how Juvia's Place played me on, you know, the Cyber Monday thing. That is so to the left, to the left. Let me come on back. I squirrel, but I'm back. But anyway, <laughs> when emotion is connected to something, how you feel about it, there's an investment that you're making in it. It's sensory connection. It's a sensory connection. And in some cases, it can even be overload. This is the type of presence that you want when you're in this space of manifestation. Number three, create a plan and stick to it. You wanna create a plan and in order to stick to it, then it's important that you find some people that you trust that are going in the same direction that you're going for accountability. Accountability is huge. As long as it stays within the crevices of your mind, there's a lot that goes on in the crevices of your mind. It'll stay in your mind and it'll stay something that's abstract. What we're trying to do is bring it to fruition in the physical world, the things that we say that we want. And that requires a lot of times a community. All right. Number four, practice gratitude and radical kindness. You get back what you put out. And so 
Being thankful at every turn for everything that you do have while you're taking and just loving on and putting out into the atmosphere what you want to receive back. This is not only about being there for other people so that you can get something back for yourself. You have to understand the energy exchange, the spiritual energy exchange that you get when you're putting out what you want back. You're not only feeding other people, but you're telling God, you're telling the atmosphere, everything around you that this is who you are and this is what you are. Like attracts like. Keep that in mind. Number five, address limiting beliefs. Listen, these limiting beliefs, that goes back to fear, the falsehoods emphasized and amplified by regret. Limiting beliefs are lies. They're always lies because if there's something on one side that presents a limitation, then there's two sides to every coin. There's the other side where things are limitless. You get to choose which side you want to invest mind, body, and spirit in. So going to the other side, the side that is limitless, is not only the side that you have to become dedicated to and invested in, but again, having a support of people around you who believe like you do is half the battle won. So the circle in this type of uh, instance is definitely something that's important. There's so much that we want to do, but because so many of us are guarded about who we are and what we've been through out of fear of judgment, out of this, um, I think that at this point in just the way things go now, I think that our need for privacy in some cases is to the point of dysfunction because if you think about the communal aspect of how things used to be and how reliant we were upon that community and one another how we really knew each other and in knowing each other we knew a lot of each other's imperfections but it was because we knew so much about the imperfections of one another we had a whole lot more grace and tolerance back in the day than what we do now but that's a completely different conversation I digress number six Trust the process because it is a process. Manifestation does not happen overnight. It requires a compilation, if you will, of not only thoughts and actions, but energy. You're actually compiling and distributing and receiving the energy that you are now building within yourself, within your temple, within your body. That's how you're going to attract these things to you. And so, this process is not going to be one that's just like a straight line from uh, point one all the way up to 10. Let's just, a, just assume for the sake of conversation, let's say that there were 10 steps to where you wanted to go. At the end of the day, when you're trusting the process, that's because you don't know how many steps they're going to be. You don't know the different pitfalls that are going to be in the road. You don't know the challenges that lay ahead, but you don't have to know the challenges. You don't have to know the answer to everything that you will encounter that appears to maybe take you off track or make you feel like you might be misaligned. The only thing that you need to do is stay on course and take each thing as it comes that is um, opposition to what it is that you're trying to do. Take each thing as it comes and take it as a lesson. Take it as an integral part of what you'll need to get to your desired destination. Nothing is happenstance. Everything happens for a reason. Even the things that you don't like, 
those are necessary to get to the space and place that you do like and that God that God loves for you. Number seven, raise your vibration. Extremely important. You have to choose to think positively. And that's not easy. But the best way to get into that space of elevating your vibration, again, I mentioned this earlier, is to surround yourself by things that raise your vibration. Be very intentional. You have to be, you have to be cognizant. You really do. You have to pay attention to what you're feeding your mind, what you're feeding your body. What are you requiring yourself to do that's outside of your comfort zone? Because you raise your vibration when you're doing something different than what you're usually doing. And you're actually achieving and taking leaps and bounds beyond what you have before. You can't really elevate where you are if in many instances of your life, you're making the choice to stay where you've been. All right. And finally, number eight, do not be afraid to receive and acknowledge signs from God and the universe. Listen, I've had a lot of people ask me, how do I know when what I'm hearing is actually God? Well, (laughs) I actually did an episode that talked about this, about how you know when you're hearing God and how to trust what you're hearing when you hear it, how to just not have fear and go with it. I'll say, I'm not going to revisit that whole entire thing again because (laughs) don't have time to redo that episode within this episode. But what I will say, here are a couple things that let you know that what you're hearing is from God. Number one, whenever you're hearing from God, it's typically something that's going to take you outside of your comfort zone. It's typically something where you're like, well, nah, bruh, I ain't really, you know, I wasn't on all that. I mean, I asked you something, but you coming with all of that over there. You feel within you that that wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea, but you just don't want to do it because that's not what you do. That's not how you roll. And if you're going to come up with an answer, come up with something that's in alignment with what I'm used to. (laughs) Right. That's typically a sign that. It's probably God talking to you because he wants you to move outside of your comfort zone. He can't do anything for you in a space that you're just hell bent on occupying because you've been there, even though you're not reaping any fruits while you're there. I would also say another sign that uh, the voice that you're hearing is from God is when that's something within you, because some people hear it, some people feel it. But when that energy within you is one that actually causes you to think twice about something that you want to do. Basically, it convicts you. It lets you know that even though this may be what you want, is this in alignment with the word of God? Is this in alignment with your identity in God, with your identity in me? So if what it is that you're feeling within you convicts you and makes you hold still, hold fast where you are from what you're doing, because what you're doing is not in alignment with God, then most likely that's God. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Again, I did an episode that's dedicated to that um, in much more depth. Uh, If you haven't already, of course, log on to thegrindofine.com. Click on feed so that you can follow me. Click that notification bell. The Grind of Fine is on every major platform 
anywhere that you can find. That is it for our content today. I hope you enjoyed your time here with me. I definitely enjoyed mine with you. And um, I look forward to the next show. Oh, I have to make sure that I say this to you because this is very important. Gotta let you know that on December 31st, that falls on a Friday, there will not be an episode of The Grind Defined. The TGD team is on holiday, but we will be humming, coming at you. Uh, January 7th, 2022 is when we will be back for season two of The Grind Defined. I know, I know. This has been a short piloted season, but things have gone well. So we're going to keep it coming, keep it coming. So um, after, let me see, I think it's the, yes, Christmas Eve will be the last episode of the year. And then we'll be back to you on January 7th. It's been an honor as always. And uh, like I say, and I'm always going to say, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings. Take care.